Welcome to Beacon Baptist Church of Lexington, South Carolina. We trust today's podcast will be a blessing to you. The Bible says give attendance to reading, so I'm going to do some reading. Y'all just kind of follow. I, I'm trying to save my voice for preaching. Uh, like I say, the 28th, uh, I give my best to my church. I give my best to Jesus all the time. But when I come to fellowship meetings, I just kind of say, Lord, if they call on me to preach, just give me a little something to say. You know, it'll be all right. I know when you're when you're told you're going to preach, you get to prepare. And uh, but I'm always prepared. We're always prepared. You know. But I appreciate you praying for me. I'm an old man. And I know I'm at the end. Um, I started not to come today. And I, I can say this because of what's been said here today. Uh, I don't know how long I've known the Caldwells. We're, they're older than me, but not a whole lot. But they're older than me. But I came because of them. I, I've watched their faithfulness to these meetings. You young fellows, I've never seen you before. That's good preaching. You've got a cadence that you pray like Lester Roloff. You ever been told that? You know, you remember Lester Roloff? Well, when you prayed, I was there. I said, boy, he's got that cadence of Lester Roloff. That's a, brother, that's a, that's a blessing. I'd like to be like Lester Roloff. But anyway, but because of them, because of you two, I said, Lord, if he calls on me to preach, I'll just tell him I ain't going to preach today because I don't need to talk. But I got to go because of the Caldwells, because you hear me. Faithful people motivate me to be faithful. God is faithful, therefore we are faithful. I'm, I'm going to read from Hebrews 2 in a minute. Um, but we're faithful because God is faithful. But we're also faithful because people are faithful. Uh, these fellowship meetings were started back in the early 50s. The Piedmont Baptist Fellowship, the South Carolina Baptist Fellowship were started in the early 50s. Now, I wouldn't I would round in. <laughs> they were, but I wouldn't round in the early 50s, mid-50s. But um, there used to be 75 preachers. I mean, there'd be 75 preachers all afternoon preaching. You remember those days? And then the church would fill up. I mean, everybody had a night service at 7 o'clock, and it would, they would pack, it would be packed out. And it went on that way for years. I don't know what happened. I don't know we got smarter and we don't need the fellowship. I don't know what happened. I just encourage you young fellas, become a part of some of this. Now, I know we got all got our revival meetings and we got the, our special preacher that we got to go here. I know all that. I know. I'm an old man now. You, we done been down the rock, block, been around the block and back, haven't we, brother? But uh, get, get involved in some of these fellowships and get faithful. Be faithful to them. Be an encouragement. You're young men. Y'all, y'all preach good today, brothers. I'm telling you, you preach good today. You run, you run well. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate this dear brother here. You know, you start praying. Uh, it's been several years ago now. Brother Carl will be talking about uh, one of these days. One of them's gonna leave first. One of them's going God's gonna take them home. They like to go together and all that kind of stuff. And you know, when he says things like that, you need to begin to say, Lord, you need to raise up somebody now. That's that's a been a faithful man of God in that pulpit. It ain't, it ain't just going to be anybody that can come in. And God knew what he's doing, didn't he, brother? Amen. He brought you. Amen. Look at Hebrews chapter 2. We'll just kind of skip through this. Uh, like I say, I won't do much preaching. I promise you, I'm not going to try to preach. Uh, 
Verse 9, we know this verse, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. My, I'm interested in, but we see Jesus. Lewis just told us about Jesus. We see Jesus. We see him, and I'm just going to, I've got, I've got nine things down here. Take me two or three days to preach it, but we'll just look at it. Um, we see him as God's equal. Jesus is God, isn't he? That's right. We believe that, don't we? Yeah, we don't, we don't believe what the Mormons believe and what the Jehovah's Witnesses believe and what we don't. You do realize that most of the world don't know who Jesus is. You know that, don't you? You go to the East, you go to the Middle East, they have no idea who Jesus is. They do not know the name. They don't know anything about him. Most of the world is still lost. We in America have been so blessed of God that we have seen Jesus and that he is God. And therefore we submit to that authority that we know is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And certainly we know him as Savior. A lot of, a lot of good preaching there. Um, John chapter 1, verse 3, Hebrews 1, 3, you know those verses. We see him in great poverty. 2 Corinthians 8 9, For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. The creator of all things left the glory of heaven to become sin on a cross. Think about it. Not just to become a man. He became a man. Thank God that he did. The perfect man. We understand that. But he became sin for us. He who knew no sin, that we might be made the rights of God in him. I've never gotten over that. Uh, I've, I'll be saved 56 years June the 11th, and um, I ain't got over it yet. I don't want to get over it. Don't ever get over getting saved. Lewis, you ain't never got over getting saved, son. That's why you still got the joy of the Lord in your soul. That's why it's still bubbling. I appreciate, I appreciate it, brother. You don't see it always. <clears throat> I'm usually a little bit more active than I am, David. It's amazing when your vocal cords are messed up how your whole body's tired. I hope y'all don't ever have no vocal cord trouble. Amen. We see him in deep sorrow. I'm not going to read it. Uh, if I read it, I would weep. Isaiah chapter 53. If you know the verses, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, we see Jesus in deep sorrow. Jesus experienced any emotional down or depression or stress that you can know and feel in this life. Jesus identified with us in Isaiah 53 in every aspect of that sorrow that we have as human beings. Certainly the sorrow of sin, uh, but he, he identifies with us in that deep sorrow. We thank God that he does. He's, he's such a, but we see Jesus. We got to stay focused on him. Amen. We see him in self-sacrificing love. Not a one of us in this room deserve Jesus. I still don't understand it. I was 10 years old when I got saved. The first time that I knew the, the conviction of the Holy Ghost. We don't hear this preached much anymore. I still preach it pretty strong. Um, if you've never convic been convicted that you're lost, you're probably not saved. We got this easy believism that's going on. Most of my, most of my preaching, uh, all you got to do is believe. Now, that's a lie of the devil. It's repentance and faith. The work of the Spirit of God, you hear me now, the work of the Holy Ghost of God is to reprove, that's to convince, to convict of sin, righteousness, and judgment to come. I know we believe it. I know what crowd I'm in. I know we believe it. You hear me. We better keep preaching it. Better keep preaching it. We got too many people that, that are on their way to hell sitting on a church pew because they believe in Jesus. 
Uh, and you, this part of the world that we live in, well, we still knock on doors. That's, I do that. Dr. Brother Caldwell's always knocked on doors and witnessed to people. Everybody in Anderson County is saved. Yeah. Yeah. The drug addicts are saved. Yeah. Right. The hookers are saved. Yeah. I mean, you, you name it, we've, we've talk, tried to talk to all of them. They're all saved. Every one of them saved. They know enough to keep them lost. Right. Because they know about Jesus, but they don't know Jesus. They don't know Him. It's a thank God for that self-sacrificing love. Amen. Yes, Lord, our God didn't didn't deserve nothing, and He saved our unworthy soul. We see in number five. We see Him in His unfailing obedience. You ever think about what Jesus learned as a man? It's a very interesting, interesting study. I don't I don't get too involved in that stuff. I'm not intellectual enough to figure all that stuff out. Uh, I'm not a theologian. I'm a Bible reader. Yeah. Praise God, you theologians can figure that out. But he learned obedience. Isn't that interesting to you? Yes, Very interesting to me. Uh, no matter, uh, I've been saved 56 years. Brother Carl has been preaching 65 years. Think about it. He's still about to be just as obedient right now as he was 65 years ago. They don't ever say, but we see Jesus in his unfailing obedience to the will of God. It was, the, it was the desire of his heart to the will of his Father. All he wanted to do was the will of the Father. And he did it perfectly, didn't he? We thank God that he did. Number six, we see him as our substitute. I'm happy for that, aren't you? He took my death. You know, the, the, and we're, we're certainly Easter's here, the death, the burial, the resurrection. We certainly, some of us will preach it. I, I don't know what I'm going to preach yet, but it, I'll probably preach on that, I guess, if the Spirit of God will let me. Um, but you know, we don't, we don't fully understand completely of that eternal wrath of God right. that was put on our Savior when He hung on that cross. Right. I mean, we can study it. And you can humble yourself before God and try, try to just yield yourself to the Holy Ghost. And as you open up the Word of God and let Him, let him teach you some of that, boy, that, the depth of that wrath of God on our Savior. He substituted Himself for you and me. That, that, we see Jesus as our substitute. Thanks be to God. That's why I get to go to glory. Amen. Because He took my place. Amen. Because I, I, I couldn't have paid my sin debt. Could you? Couldn't have paid it. No, we couldn't have done it. We couldn't have done it. Number, number seven, we see Him in His mighty power. Uh, there is no power, not spiritual power, apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. And the power of the Holy Ghost. We can say the Spirit of Christ. Uh, we, we long for it. We pray for it. Uh, amen. We, uh, we are desirous of it. We don't want to ever enter a sacred desk without the power of God. We don't want, we have, we have a whole lot of flippancy in these days. I'm a very sober fella. I got a good sense of humor. I don't mind laughing and joking. But boy, some of that joking that we do up here, even today, we may have joked too much around the things of God and the sacred desk and the, and the authority of the Word of God that sits in front of us. I'm telling you, we, we've allowed the world to, to make us think that we got to have fun in church. We got New Spring in Anderson. Y'all don't know what that is, but it's a big contemporary church. Uh, uh, it, they run about uh, oh, 30,000 in their satellite churches every Sunday. That's, that's something to preach to, ain't it? 30,000 people every Sunday. They, they talk about having fun. We had fun. We had fun. I don't know that God wants us to have fun when we come to church. There's an enjoyment in our worship. But boy, there, there's a soberness about this mighty power that, that I'm yielded to right this very second. It's not my power. It's not of me. I, I can't muster it up. I can't think it up. 
Uh, it's God. It's God. And we, we know that. But we see Jesus in his mighty power. We see him in his infinite compassion. I don't care who they are. Jesus died for them. Y'all remember Saddam Hussein? Yeah. And I don't know what y'all think, but I'd have blowed his brains out in that hole is what I'd have done. Yeah. If it had been me and I'd have been that soldier that found him, he'd have been dead on the spot. Yeah. But you know, D Jesus died for that fella. Right, right. Now, I, I, I know in, in our nation, in our nation, we are being ruled by a reprobate mind. Everybody understands that. Yeah. From our president and most of the leadership in our Congress today, a reprobate mind is a mind that is void of judgment, uh, does not have the ability to discern right and wrong. And you see, we have people that are in charge that promote wicked and ungodliness, and in their mind, they think that it's right. You and I know, because we know the Word of God, we know that it's not right, and but Jesus died for them. Now, and I understand about the reprobate mind in Romans chapter 1, some of those people, they're not going to ever get saved. We know that. Uh, those that God impresses upon my heart uh, that are not saved, that are reprobate like that, I pray God take them off the scene. Uh, you can pray what you want to. If, they, if God ain't going to save them, get rid of them because they're damning so many souls. These, these people that, that are reprobate are leaning that way. Let me get off of that. But he is infinite in compassion. Amen. Now, we could preach a while on some of that stuff. You know we could. But um, let's, let's have some compassion. We, we, uh, we are so quick. My grand youngins, they good youngins. They've all made, I got a 12. Uh, my, my boy will be, he'll be 10 April the 1st. And my little six-year-old, I just got three. They've got, they've got almost uh, an air about them that they think they're better than everybody else. They're very critical. My, my grandson especially, He's very critical. His tenure is real smart. They're all, they're all straight A's and all that kind of stuff. They're in Christian school. And thank God for all that. Good good mom and daddy. My son, he's, he's there at the church with me. But he's got an air about him. I've been getting on him hard. I get on him hard. I take him to school every morning. So Papa gets to see and hear everything. And we address it right then. We don't, well, we address it right then. But he lacks compassion. He's critical. He's He's always looking down like he's better than I get on to him, man. I ride him hard. I say, son, you say you're a child of God. I said, you ain't right with God if you're a child of God. Yeah, right. You can't keep talking about people like you do. Here, brothers and sisters, listen. We can't be talking about people. Sure. We got we got to have this infinite compassion. We got it too. Uh, what's the verse uh, in hope, Romans 5, 5? Hope makes not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given to us. I've got, the, I've got the, the same capability to love like God loves. You say, oh, no, you don't. Oh, yes, I do. i got the Holy Ghost of God. That is God, ain't it? You yield to Him, get full of the Holy Ghost, you can love just like He does. Amen. No matter what they look like. I had a dear lady years ago, and I, I'm, I'm about done. Uh, she uh, died of uh, uh, something wrong with her liver. Anyway, about 2006, I called her the heart of our church. Uh, we, back when I first, I've been there 20, 21 years, and you know, you know when you first go and you introduce yourself to the community, and we knocked on every door for, I, I, I put a five mile radius and knocked on everybody's door and introduced myself, tell them who I was. They didn't give a rip who I was, that, it didn't matter. But I got to give them, put a gospel in their hand, tell them about Jesus. We had a lot of visitors come in the first couple of years. I mean a lot of visitors. And I had, I had them boys come all tattooed up and ear ringed up and girls, all, all kinds. 
And I can, I can depend on this one lady. A lot of people do, you know, they get away from them. Or they come up to me and say, we don't want them kind of people in our church, do we? I said, pray God, that's who we want in our church. What are you talking about? But I can always depend on her. They come in that door. I don't care how they look. And you'd have to know her. She's a little short, little like Fred Flintstone. She's got a barrel shape, but happy, happy, happy in Jesus. Boy, and she was a hugger. Well, now, fellas, we don't, we don't hear what his brother said. Boy, we was taught. We were taught. You didn't extend your hand to a woman. You didn't extend your hand. You didn't go around shaking women's hands. That lady, she took her hand out, then you took her hand. That's the way we was trained. You never put your arms around one. First time I went to this church 21 years ago, I walk in the door. Here comes this little round lady. And I say, oh, hello. You must be the preacher. I said, yes, ma'am. And I'm standing like this. Uh, what do I do now? I don't know what to do. I, I, it scared me to death. I'm telling you, I'd never had no woman put her, except my wife, praise God. And after 50 years, that's the only one I want to put, put her arms around. But anyway, this lady had what? What'd she have? She had a compassion to Jesus. But we see Jesus and His infinite compassion. Not our prejudice, not our idiosyncrasies. Let's, let's get the compassion of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. It ain't, it ain't preaching, son. It's just talking. I'm, I'm just reading. And we see Him in great glory, don't we? The glory. The glory is the presence. You can enjoy the presence all the time. I'm always amazed at these preachers that's got to pray so much before they get up here to preach. Praise God. Get the glory with you and bring it on up here. Just You don't have to Man, if you got to get it up right here, when you get here, you, you done missed it. You done missed it. You ought to be walking in the glory, amen? And one of these days, we're going to be in the glory. We're going to be in the very glory of God. But we see Jesus. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you for making us part of your day. We would love to hear from you. Please find us on Facebook or at our website, bbclexington.com. Oh,